0: Hello, welcome to Ona, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal, we take part ourselves.
1: Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher.
0: I'm Carrie Poppy, and I'm a doctor, and you should listen to me.
1: All right, I accept that.
0: Okay. Okay. Don't look up my credentials. I don't won't. ask me what my specialty is. I won't. I'm a
1: doctor. Well, you know who else is a doctor? Hmm. Dr. Nick Delgado.
0: Oh, Dr. Nick Delgado. Yeah. I set him up like he's a fake doctor. I don't actually know anything about Dr. Nick Delgado. You
1: know what? I think he may be one of the few people we've talked about who does have some legitimate schooling. Okay. Well, if we're going to talk about that, Dr. Nick Delgado, we're going to get into him in just a bit, but now mm-hmm. you'll know this in advance when he appears on scene. You'll be okay. like, Dr. Nick Nick Delgado got a BA in psychology at USC. Hey, fight on. Then studied physical therapy at USC Rancho Los Amigos Hospital.
0: Hey, fight on.
1: And nutrition at California State University, Los Angeles. Don't fight on. And Long Beach. He then proceeded to obtain, I'm reading from Wikipedia here, his PhD in health science from Loma Linda University. Okay. Where my sister went. Hey. So, you know, good medical school.
0: Okay. Sounds like a real doctor.
1: Here we go. So, <laughs> all right. So this was the Conscious Life Expo, though. So there's got to be something interesting about yeah. Dr. Nick Delgado. I came in on Sunday morning and thought, okay, what's going to be first on my dance card? And I'm looking through all of the available offerings. And it's been 10 a.m. on Sunday. I could have been at a lecture on transformative grief. Okay. With Tracy Dunblazer. Okay. Oh, she was on your panel, wasn't she? Tracy Dunblazer. Oh, yes, I think so. Okay. Uh,
0: Two E's after it's like Trace. Oh, yes, correct.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Buddha Maitreya had an Awaken the Soul meditation. Oh, I
0: think that's where I was, Yeah.
1: Jennifer S. Gerhart was saying that dreams create your future.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: And Linda Berger was talking about how your business picked you.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: But, oh, there's so many things going on. You could also be at a talk called, Can You Avoid Getting Sick?,
0: I think i bought the dvd to that one
1: yeah i haven't launched that yet
0: i want to avoid getting sick especially during covid <sighs> me too yeah
1: yeah well you know it's one of those rhetorical questions maybe the answer is no right you right can, you can't avoid it there were two paid workshops tapping into divine purpose okay with sonia sophia and The Gentle Way and Pets with Tom Moore. Ooh. Those were the options. So, um. It's
0: hard to pick at Conscious Life Expo. Yeah,
1: but the one that grabbed me from those many options was Blood Doesn't Lie. Test yours.
0: Oh, wow. That by, would not grab me. I would be like, ah.
1: By Nick Delgado. And I've got to admit, he was given the edge just because. When I saw his name, I thought Doctor Nick. Oh sure, like the hi everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of him saying, "Blood doesn't lie." (laughs) Blood doesn't
0: lie.
1: (laughs) That's right. We
0: do not die.
1: Thank you, Daniel Brinkley. (laughs) You're welcome. All right, so here's the description. Ready to improve every aspect of your life?
0: (laughs) Frank, no, not really.
1: Then let's take a look at your blood. Through our techniques and detailed blood analysis, you'll learn the steps to look and feel years younger, improve your love life, and combat life-threatening diseases like cancer, heart disease, hypertension, stroke, diabetes, kidney disease, arthritis, osteoporosis, Allergies, Digestive Disorders, and Obesity.
0: Okay, that's a lot of stuff that he can help me with.
1: And then we get the little bio here. Dr. Nick Delgado, alongside Epic PR, consults for Doc Nutrients, an herbal supplement company. He is also the author of several books, including Acne Be Gone for Good, Simply Health, The Delgado Diet Cookbook, and the much-anticipated Blood Doesn't Lie, Join us and let us help you find your new path to total well-being. Dr. Delgado is an expert in lifestyle medicine and immunology with over 40 years experience. He has dedicated his life not just to his patients, but to training other doctors in blood hematology and lipid metabolism. Mm, he, is, okay. he is also the author of Acne Be Gone for Good and Blood Doesn't Lie. I just like that because they had already told us that he wrote Acne Be Gone for Good and Blood Doesn't Lie earlier in the same paragraph. Mm-mm. But now you know, just in case you missed it. So there we go. I was very excited to uh, meet Dr. Dick. This one was back in Newport B, the same room where I met Cher Jolene. Thank you, everybody, for Telling us about Cash Me Outside. Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like a Dr. Phil thing yeah. or something.
1: We were both vaguely aware of the meme. Still have no idea. Oh, no. What, I wasn't. Well, I was, but I still have no idea what her saying, like, let's go fight outside has to do with right. Cash Me Inside.
0: Right. Go fight inside.
1: Yeah. Are we Are going to fight inside me? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, don't know. But you're right. That's probably where it came from. So thank you. Thank you for all the messages. We <laughs> really appreciate that. So when I got there, are there were about 20 people in the room. Two of them with masks. Okay. Dr. Nick was up front and he's in his late 60s. Actually, we find out he's 67. Okay. This will come up quite a bit because aging is a big deal for him.
0: Interesting. I'm looking at his picture on Wikipedia here and he seems to have hair plugs.
1: This is the picture that was used for the oh whoa. the workshop.
0: Looks really different than this Which one on Wikipedia. is okay. pretty
1: intense. Yeah, it's funny. From the advertisement on the website and seeing his picture there, I thought he looked kinda like an age progressed Robbie Williams, the singer from the UK. Oh, okay. And a little bit Can't
0: like a uh, but... little
1: bit like Mel Gibson sort of adjacent. Cara no. said that as well. So I said, verified. She thought that and I thought that. So he cut a very different figure than other people at the Conscious Life Expo. And I feel like every now and then you get somebody who's a little more like, you know, I'm into testosterone and bodybuilding and mm. efficient living and what, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And
0: I listen to so much Joe Rogan.
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And he didn't mention Joe Rogan, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that he's <laughs> definitely within kind of that crowd. And we've seen so many people with pyramids on their heads and long flowing yeah. robes.
0: Oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> different presence. Very
1: tight-fitting. You're
0: showing me his picture. Uh, yeah.
1: Light gray suit and dark tie. And yeah, he's got kind of a tanned, weathered face, uh-huh. thinning hair in front and back, which will come up, I think, is kind of an interesting point about him given all of his advice that he gives.
0: When you do this, it invites so much commentary on like whether you look old, that's kind of the bed you've made for yourself.
1: Right. And when you're recommending all these supplements because you understand the body's hormones perfectly, then you think, okay, well... You've got notably thinning hair. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you're right, making but a lot of claims. But
0: you are making something wrong with that and yeah. then telling me you can fix that.
1: Anyways, yeah, just kind of a lined, weathered, kind of no-nonsense kind of person. Uh-huh. It, just the, even the way he talked was matter-of-fact, even a little brusque, and you just you didn't want to cross the guy. Okay. Now that you have sort of a mental picture of him, he also let us know that he's five foot eight, so if that helps okay. your picturing <laughs> okay. of him, we learned a lot about him in all of this. So I'm
0: putting him at one and a half inches inches higher than me okay
1: and he was up there on the stage stayed up there pretty much the whole time he did have a little table set up in the front with some of his books and supplements that's right he has supplements too mm. and a screen showing the visuals and he went back and forth with the av people throughout this the screen kept cutting out and he say, i don't know what's happening and then they'd come up and try to do something but he was trying to like make sure that he was recording things on his own end because he didn't trust them very interesting dynamic hmm. well All right. So he started out joking about how this pandemic has just felt so long for all of us. Fully agree with you there. He says, oh, we've lived a lifetime these past three years. You know, cats have nine lives, but we're all on our 13th. (laughs) So he mentioned that he wrote this Blood Doesn't Lie book. Okay, And he says it's a solution to this lockdown, which I thought was an interesting way to phrase this. Did he
0: just write it?
1: Yes. You know, he kept talking about another book. So I want to say Blood Doesn't Lie is maybe now available, and he's got another one right on the wings.
0: Oh, wow. He's one of those people who's always writing a book, maybe. Yeah, he
1: has a fairly long list of books to his name. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. see at least
0: 10 here. Yeah, a lot of books.
1: And they're about a wide variety of subjects to do with health and healthy living. But yeah, I just thought it was an interesting way to characterize this and he said that he fought with the publishers and was told that he had to remove some paragraphs he said it's called censorship germany right oh wow
0: oh okay and so i big swing at the top
1: yeah yeah so you know where's my seatbelt here this is okay so he was a little disappointed that all of this information that you got censored from his book when it get out to the public so
0: oh man i wonder who did publish it
1: Yeah, it's interesting that he would not just step away and say, well, I'm not going to go with you then. I'm going to have someone else publish this or I'm going to publish it myself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because he's got a new book coming called Disease Hacking. And so he's going to include the information that was censored from the other one. So what? He just got a new publisher for this one?
0: Right, I guess. Okay, so it looks like Health Wellness Studios Incorporated.
1: They're the publisher of Blood Doesn't Lie? Yeah. Okay.
0: Good for them, I guess.
1: Right, for having, having some standards. Some standards, Though he didn't tell us what was removed.
0: Oh, this is interesting. Agent of Service of Process. So the publisher, mm-hmm. the agent named for their LLC is someone named... Jason Delgado.
1: What? Same last name. Interesting. The company that censored him. That's right. Okay. There's a story there. My dumb son
0: censored me. In Germany, am I right? I fucking hate him.
1: Interesting. Okay. So elsewhere in this talk, he lets us know that if you send him an email, he'll send you an advanced copy of Disease Hacking. You can read it before it's even published.
0: Oh, ooh. He's
1: excited to share this info with the world. Did you do it? I will. Okay, good. I will because his people are not responding to me in a timely manner. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he says, and in, in disease hacking, I use three words that I'm told should never be used in a public speech or in writing. At least that's, that's the current narrative.
0: Okay. Cure, treat, heal.
1: Way more quotidian than that. And, and it's oh. ridiculous because these are things that- Everybody talks about everywhere all the time. Okay. But he establishes like this game of charades he's going to play throughout the talk where he says, you might call them the V and he jabs his arm oh. v- violently with his right hand to show okay. us, you know, like, vaccine. oh, look, look, I'm putting a v- ugh, vaccine in my Ooh. shoulder. Oh, it's
0: bad. Okay. Very
1: bad. Vaccine's uh, bad. Or I might say something about, and then he just covers his mouth.
0: COVID. Okay. That's
1: the mask. Oh, the
0: mask, okay.
1: So he's mocking the idea of wearing masks. And as he does it, he gestures to the two people in the room who are wearing Mm -hmm. their masks. Mm -hmm. And then he also lets us know, and I'll do this. And he holds his hand out kind of like a cop. Or someone at a stop sign might say like, stop,
0: stop, stop there. Yeah. And and that's to
1: reference social distancing.
0: Okay. Oh, he's going to do this throughout the talk.
1: That's right. So he won't call it vaccine. He'll call it the V or jab his arm. He won't talk about masks. He'll put his hand in front of his face.
0: What on earth?
1: And he won't talk about social distancing. He'll hold his hand out at length.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. I think it's just his way of, here's a really exaggerated way I'm going to make fun of these three main tools we have to protect ourselves from this current pandemic.
0: Yeah. And it sounds to me like I'm not going to say these three things because if I say my actual opinions about those three things, that's where I get in trouble.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Got it. For sure. And then he lets us know that those three things, all of them are the exact opposite of what humanity has developed as... Ways of dealing with disease.
0: Oh, true. Much better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good point. This
0: guy's like, I want to die when I'm 29.
1: He's a character, but in a very different way than, say, Cher Jolene. But one thing he does have in common is that he jumps from subject to subject. He talks very quickly. And he'll interrupt himself all the time. So mm. it's frustrating because he won't finish a sentence. Uh, mm-hmm. it just assuming that you put together the, the... Where it was going. The last phrase. Right. And then he's on to the next one. You're like... Ah, eh. So bad for note-taking. So he's telling us about how uh, our human bodies were evolved and we exist. I don't know if he used the term evolution, but I wouldn't be surprised if he believes it. That we exist due to stressors in our environment. Mm-hmm. And you need that. So... If you put a baby in a bubble Mm -hmm. for 15 years and then you have another kid who plays in the mud and the water and spits on his friends. That's his example. Maybe two
0: poles of child raising.
1: Maybe if he's lucky, he gets a kiss. And they get every imaginable, and then he stops there and moves on to the other thing. So, you know.
0: Oh, right. Mm -hmm.
1: The implied phrasing there is, yeah, they get a bunch of immunity from interacting with other people.
0: Yep, true.
1: And their environments.
0: Oh, you could also expose people to like a tiny version of a particular pathogen, and maybe that exposure would also give them certain benefits. I'm thinking of like vaccines, for example. It does exactly what he's the describing. The V jab, jab, yeah. jab, jab, jab.
1: Okay. This is a good point, Carrie Bobby. Huh. And we all know that the first time a camel sneezed on humanity, Whoa. Okay. We, we got something called Corona D. I can't say the whole word. <laughs> what? Is that D for disease? Corona.
0: Corona D. Yeah, but I don't he's. Know. I was like,
1: oh, please, you're not going to do these acronyms the whole time, are you? This yeah, is, right. Or initials, uh, very annoying. So he's saying essentially that coronaviruses have been around since the beginning of humanity, and you know we'd be dead without viruses. For example, like pneumonia is attacked by a virus, and it's a bacteria, so we need that as part of our defense.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And your body has 300 trillion viruses within it. We have so many viruses in our bodies. They vastly outnumber even human cells. And, uh, you know, is that
0: true about viruses? I
1: looked up at least the number and it seems like he's right about the 300 trillion viruses. So, yeah, lots of viruses in our bodies for sure. And he may have made this point later, but he was saying like, well, you know, you're producing these vaccines and you'd have to jab people billions of times and you still want to catch up to the body. He's like, that's not how that works. You jab them once and then their body makes copies. Right. That's the whole point.
0: Right. Oh, maybe he means if you wanted to actually get all of the viruses, but we don't want to get all the viruses. There are only certain dangerous ones.
1: I think he's talking about like a single vaccine. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe that's the idea. You have to develop 300 trillion different vaccines vaccines it'll get worse because he starts using the v to mean virus sometimes oh no it's like well that's the opposite sh- <laughs> oh, oh this is confusing no.
0: His own system working against him.
1: At this point, he actually says viruses, and then he mocks surprise and shock that, I can't believe I accidentally said that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oops, bad me.
0: It's like he thinks he's being like subversive and interesting. It's like, no, this is just hard to follow.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So his point is that the body has mechanisms for dealing with this. And here we're trying to do all this other stuff, but he says a V, you know, a virus can get into our bodies through our eye ducts, through our mouth. It has all kinds of way to enter us. So, you know, how silly of us to try to add to the body's wonderful defense system and our B cells and all of this that our body does, because I've been studying microscopy for over 45 years. And here's a quote. I have arguably looked at more people's blood than anyone on the planet.
0: Oh, wow. Arguably.
1: Arguably. Okay. You well, can argue with him.
0: Yeah. I'm, he argued it.
1: Okay. So he gives us an example of this, like just how many people's blood he looks at, mm-hmm. because Tony Robbins invited him <gasps> to test his whole convention in three days. So this was hun- oh, wow. hundreds of people. Yeah. And they all were going to get these blood tests. And he huh. had this team of 20 people that okay. helped him do it. You could kind of see he realized, oh, wait, I'm insinuating that these 20 people helped and that they were looking at the blood. Mm. But he's like, but I supervised them. So, you know, he gets to take credit for all of this.
0: Yeah, and hopefully they were like nurses or something.
1: I hope so. Yeah, he made it sound like he trained them, I don't know, the day Mm. beforehand or something. Like, here's how you do my methods. But yeah, if you're drawing blood... Hopefully, they have some phlebotomy training and know yeah, to properly Hopefully, you're a blood. licensed
0: medical practitioner, unlike Nick Delgado, who, by the way, doesn't have a medical license, I looked.
1: Well, Dr. Nick. Oh, <laughs> boy. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, he has a PhD, so sure. he can call himself doctor, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is what he's doing medicine? Interesting.
0: Now, assuming that he has the PhD that he says he has, mm-hmm. he does seem qualified to speak on matters of health broadly, whether he's doing that well or not here. Mm-hmm. So when we note that he doesn't have an MD, we're just saying that's an interesting parameter to note as he goes about this talk because a lot of people don't know the difference between a PhD and an MD.
1: And look at his behavior. The things he's sharing with us are not things he learned at Loma Linda University. <laughs> yeah. It's all this you know, personal discovery. I looked into the research and I figured out this thing that nobody else has figured
0: out. Right, right.
1: And he goes back into mocking the whole idea of vaccine, saying that... There's no single consistent virus. The moment it hits your body, it's mutating, and every form is a different form. They're all different. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's why they're hard to track, and that's why you need vaccines that can act on something that will be common between a lot of them, if not all of them.
0: Right. It lets your body practice. It's like saying, we teach our military to practice on these computers that have uh-huh. simulations, but that's not exactly what it'll be like. Well, mm-hmm. no, it's not. But it gives you some idea.
1: Yeah, right. Do, do they have to kill people in their training? or the-
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you need uh... a decoy. Right, yeah. So lots of this uh, trumpeting, just the, the body's natural ability. And I'm thinking during all this, okay, sure, yeah, the body forms a billion antibodies, but why are all these people dead? What- <laughs> right. What I want to ask right. him, like, so why all the deaths? Yeah, yeah. And I can only assume that he would have some line about how, oh, the the death statistics are greatly over. Oh, right. Rate. Or I'm thinking his approach might be, well, they're not as healthy as the rest of us. It's just mm. this is a symptom of American sickness. Right. Focusing on our country. Conditions. Right. And if we were all living healthier, this would be no problem. It'd be no big deal.
0: Mm-hmm. That seems. Like his likely response?
1: I did not get to ask him that. So now he starts talking a bit about our lifespans as humans. And he says, so think about all the animals. And okay, you have turtles. They can live to like 200 years (laughs) and uh, forget trees and jellyfish. They have special mechanisms. They can live you know, even thousands of years. But humans, 111, that's kind of our upper limit. People drop like flies after that. (laughs) And uh, he talks about a friend of his, there's going to be lots of name drops of people. Some I've heard of, some I haven't. Bernardo LaPello. He lived to 114. Wow. And he said, oh, and he was standing upright and he had very few wrinkles. This was interesting. He said, I respect Bernardo more than I do Gene Calment.
0: Oh, not familiar.
1: She was French. She was famous for having been the oldest person alive.
0: Ah. And
1: she was stated to have lived to 122 years. And wow. he got the details slightly wrong in how he said her name and, and the exact number of days she was supposed to have lived. But I wasn't aware of this. He said that the Smithsonian Institute questions the fact of her Birth, hmm. and so I, I looked uh, okay. into this, and Smithsonian Magazine referenced another study or findings from researchers that were saying that she might have assumed her mother's identity to avoid inheritance tax. Uh, so there might be something to that. She might have just died at the age of ninety
0: nine. Oh yeah, interesting.
1: Okay. I was never aware of that. So okay, yeah. But thank you, ResearchGate. That was at least where the paper was published. So, okay. That's cool. Learn something new there. But then he goes back to Tony Robbins. Don't worry, he'll come back to aging. And he said that Tony Robbins has a book coming out called Life Force. I tested 643 people in his audience. Okay. I took their weight, I took their blood pressure, I took their lipid levels, and I showed them on the TV screen their blood analysis. And when I do this for you, you can even get a printout because he's also hawking his wares because he's got booth number 90 up on the mezzanine level. If you find him, he'll do the blood test on you. And this test will show you the norms based on your peers within decade brackets
0: to show you if you're like as healthy as your peers or better or worse.
1: Right. And give you presumably readouts of your cholesterol levels and these other measures that he finds so important. So then he talks about how we're a sick population here right. in America. We rank 38th in the world in life expectancy. I saw a few different metrics of this, but one put us at 40. Like, you know, I okay. seem fairly consistent. And he said top fifth. Here <laughs> and this was lovely. He said third world nations can throw off some of this because they have a lot of problems around birth. They're born in the mud and there's no sterilization. Like, wow, dude. Yeah, cool. Cool. Great.
0: Cool. Great bedside manner, Doc. <laughs>
1: This gives you a little bit of a sense of this fast-talking salesman who, I guess, is used to getting in trouble for saying things that are impolitic. So we've got all of this technology. We've got our big pharma. We've got drugs. We've got radiation. So why do we rank so low? And by the way, and I'm not sure where he was going with this, 95% of people are either dead or broke or both.
0: Okay. Let me try to make sense of that for (laughs) myself. Well, no, that's not even true because most people who've been alive ever are alive now so most people aren't dead unless you consider dead pre-birth
1: hmm actually about 117 billion members of our species have ever been born on earth okay so 7.5 divided by 117 6.4 percent okay
0: All (laughs) all right okay listeners we stopped we googled it we did the math this is roughly correct 95% of the people who have ever been alive.
1: If that's what he's referring to, (laughs) why refer to that? But okay, yeah. Of all the people who who have estimated ever live, 95% of them-ish are dead.
0: I bet some of those dead people are rich in the spirit.
1: But I guess maybe that's just sort of a joking way of saying a lot of people are broke, which is also true. Sure. uh, Especially in these United States. Where he was leading with this was talking about our own sense of mortality. This was his little memento mori saying, uh, how many people get past the age of 40 or 60 or 70? If you're up in the 70s, you're close to dying. Thanks, Dr. Nick. Well, he's 67. So he seems to be profoundly aware of this. Sure. And you thought you were going to make money and then start exercising now that you're retired. And so he's saying this is all backwards. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. At the end, he finished up with a quote from the Dalai Lama. I didn't check to see if it was actually from the Dalai Lama, but someone was asking him like, what surprises you most about humanity? And he said something to the effect of, they're just so silly, these humans. They earn all this money and then their health is impacted. And then they Mm. use the money to try to restore Mm. their health. Sure. So yeah, okay. He's jumping around. He tells us about how his cookbook that he made got used at Tony Robbins' seminar. Did I tell you he's very proud that he's associated with Tony Robbins?
0: It sounds like it. What's his cookbook about?
1: Well, a a certain kind of eating, a certain sort of diet that he recommends, and we we will get there. And I guess they had these people for nine days at the seminar because he was saying that all of the numbers that you would get from their blood analyses improved within the nine days because they were following his diet.
0: 600 people showing up for nine days? Wild.
1: Assuming that's the same conference. But yeah, you never know with Tony Robbins.
0: Yeah. Tony Robbins doesn't actually clap his hands, everybody. Go <laughs> oh, listen to our episodes about him. His hands don't touch when he claps. I'll never forget it. <laughs>
1: Some of the time when, when he's particularly forceful. And you know, that's smart. He could hurt himself. It's,
0: it's too strange. <laughs>
1: but it's very, it's very not worth strange. That,
0: not worth it. Maybe he's not happy. Because you know, if you're happy and you know it, You do clap your hands. (laughs) Okay.
1: So that means he knows he's not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
0: like, I couldn't possibly in good faith. If
1: you're not happy and you know it, don't clap your hands. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, That
0: was me being Tony Robbins.
1: I'm not sure how Dr. Nick got here, but he's now saying about how, I guess, the healthy eating is better than any drug. And he talks about our drug problems as a society with statins and opiates.
0: Two very different drugs. Very different drugs. Mm -hmm. But yeah,
1: opiates are the number one killers of people aged 18 to 45, I believe it. Huge,
0: huge problem. Yeah.
1: But he does tell us the number one killer is not that weird V that's floating around in the air because V now means virus. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) I thought you meant the vaccine. I was like, well, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hard to keep straight. And he says, oh, I see people at the beach, at the beach wearing this. And he doesn't say the word mask, but he puts oh. his hand over his mouth.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: I think, are you insane? And again, you know, you've got two people in the audience who are still wearing their mask and kudos to them. I'm not wearing my mask at this point. <laughs> you've
0: been shamed out.
1: I've been shamed out. I walked in the room with a mask and I did feel judged uh, even yeah. before I you know, it worked. had heard him say anything. So he says, we're all just brainwashed by the media. And I would know. I know hypnosis. I know NLP.
0: <gasps>
1: I know how to do that stuff.
0: So oh, cool. I know
1: these methods. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Questionable methods of getting anything done.
1: Right, right. And he says, I call it, or maybe he's heard of it as, sleight of mouth. You, just, you repeat <laughs> a lie enough times and it becomes the truth. Like in Nazi Germany. Oh. Yeah.
0: That's one place a version like that happened. Lots of other places, too, though. feel like you don't need to jump to 11 on that.
1: Fair. Yeah, that's just the one we all know. And, you Mm -hmm. know, the big lie thing, you know, Goebbels and all of that. So, anyways, he gets back to his point that with our recommended living and diet, you can reverse cardiovascular risk factors within nine days. That's how quick this transformation can be in your life, Carrie. Okay. So... You have a choice. You can either trust those people, Ugh. and they censor you because they own the platform.
0: Ugh, like Jason Delgado, who owns the platform <laughs> of Health Wellness Studios Incorporated. It, Ugh. Must,
1: it must be. And he said, they themselves, apparently, the people who control all of us, they don't use the drugs. Ah. They kill you with the drugs.
0: It's just poison. That's mm-hmm. called poisoning. Okay, mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And um, that's a
0: big thing to say when you aren't willing to say the word mask.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. If they were going to get you for anything, yeah. you think revealing that particular quote unquote truth would putting you in the crosshairs.
0: Or even just like actual healthy people might be like, well, that's slander. But I guess you didn't actually name someone. So fine.
1: There was someone in the audience at this point who shouted out about Falun Gong and how they're persecuted. <laughs>
0: okay, true.
1: Which comes up a lot, and often people write us about Shen Yun and they've heard mm-hmm. that there's you know like a group behind that. That's a different story. So, anyways, that's what this person was quickly referencing in this terms religious of religious
0: group yeah. in their
1: in terms of their persecution. And Dr. Nick kind of stared at him for half a second and then just went on without oh, acknowledging good it.
0: Good job, Dr. Nick. Yeah, good not, job.
1: Not falling for that. Or the old FG, as he would call them, <laughs> and then he would dance around the, the stage. You need a little physical charade to go with the initialism,
0: so that you're like Shen Yun. Yes. Got it.
1: So he goes back on his rant and says, oh, and geez, I get into an elevator and people freak out because I'm not wearing the... And he puts his hand (laughs) over his mouth again.
0: Are you going to give us any actual information or just like, cure all my thoughts?
1: And then you go on a dating site and they'll even ask you, do you have this? And he jabs his arm.
0: (laughs) I can't get a date anywhere and this is the problem for sure.
1: I just swipe left on those people or whatever it is you do. And that means that that person has an IQ of about, and he uses his hand to mimic- Oh my
0: God, this is not how to give a talk. The
1: number zero. Yeah, it's uh, it wouldn't be good for podcasting, I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, definitely. But he's got a live audience there, so yeah, he just pantomimes away.
0: Yeah, maybe he knew you were there, and he was like, I'll make this impossible. There's no <laughs> way he can tell this story, and you were like, oh, sir- <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: We will do our damnedest to describe your physical <laughs> motions that you're trying to use to hide your words. So here he lets us know that he has five kids. Okay. Ranging from 13 to 44.
0: Oh, wow. Still fucking 30 years after that first one.
1: Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, this is a big deal for him that you continue fucking. But that, okay. this will come up as okay. well. Okay. Yes. He I heard three grandchildren. And he says, some of this media nonsense filtered through to my kids, and they're talking all this stuff about the, you know, jab, jab, jab. And uh, the,
0: oh, so maybe, okay, I'm still on this whole thing. Th- th- Jason Delgado was like, Dad, you cannot. Maybe. You cannot put this in here. You sound insane. And
1: now his son is the Illuminati or the FCC or yeah. some sort of control arm of the government. This
0: is complete speculation, <laughs> but that's my... I,
1: the, the picture you're forming. It's an interesting one. I yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah,
0: it's possible.
1: And he said, but my mom was never Veed and her mom was never Veed. I don't bow down to the authority because they don't know what they're talking about. When Fauci, oh, uh-oh, and he like caught himself. Oh, no, I just said Fauci. said, I, I got to be careful about what I say. When that person was asked to debate Kerry Mullis, the PhD Nobel Prize laureate who developed the PCR test, he refused because it would have come out that he was lying.
0: OK. Yeah. Sounds like that last part is a little bit of mind reading, but.
1: Sure. Yeah. Anytime that there's this sort of person on the fringe, even a Nobel laureate who ends up on the fringe, who demands a debate with some public figure, doesn't necessarily mean that that person doesn't have answers. Yeah, they may not have the time. Yeah, I
0: feel like They may not want to give
1: you the platform.
0: True, true. That's a whole other complex issue. I feel like Anthony Fauci, if one thing can be said about him... Busy man. Real (laughs) busy. Just so busy.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Just a
0: lot to do.
1: Yeah, I saw someone recently tweet or somehow make a joke about how they challenged... Arnold Schwarzenegger to an arm wrestle and he still hasn't accepted the challenge <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cute how old did you say Nick Delgado is
1: I said he was 67 and I'm sticking to it
0: okay cool just looking him up
1: okay good
0: want to see if he has a son named Jason this is so important to L- me look
1: him down too look him up and down <laughs> And speaking of the PCR, he mentioned that test, it's just, ugh, what a mess. It picks up anything, whatever you want it to, it'll give you a positive result. There's so many false positives.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I've taken like a hundred of those now and gotten no positives.
1: Hmm. Uh, He also claims that the death rate of the current, the corona, he calls it. He says, I can say corona because my son lives in corona. Ah. Ah, clever. He says that that Death rate is no more than the common flu.
0: Oh, okay. The death rate is no more than the common flu. Well, that's not true, is it?
1: I don't believe so. I wonder what metric he's using but i i feel like it wouldn't pan out whatever
0: yeah so
1: say the death rate is the same maybe the transmissibility is not or you know like
0: right i I don't think we've got
1: apples and oranges here.
0: right 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 yeah you might be saying like per person who actually contracts it and gets very sick or you might be saying per person who comes into contact with it or do we mean of the whole population because it's like the third leading cause of death in the u.s right now yeah yeah the flu isn't
1: Right. So yeah. he's so, got to be
0: using some sort of wonky way I, to get to
1: that. Right. I didn't try to figure out how he was using the numbers, but I feel like if we did, even if there was like a legitimate way to say that, that it would be grossly out of context. Right, yeah. So he acknowledged that maybe what I'm saying may upset some of you, but I'm telling you, if you get enough of these Vs, you're going to be really messed up.
0: Damn, yeah.
1: okay. And then he was talking about how uh, they'll try to show blood and try to use pictures of blood to make certain points about i don't know if it was the vaccine or what he might have shifted topics very quickly but he was saying that there's ways to manipulate photos of blood and make (laughs) them look more clumpy or sparse
0: oh okay
1: oh and he said here i'm not even an md okay But these people who do analyze blood, they know that I'm the world expert on blood.
0: Okay. There you go. They know.
1: I teach it properly so you're not misled. So he teaches how to get good samples and accurate results and uh, not lie with bad statistics, I guess. And he makes the point, blood doesn't lie. People do. Mm. Which I was thinking earlier as I walked in, like, oh, the blood doesn't lie, but uh, do you? (laughs) So here he goes back to talking about aging and says, I don't want to be 115 years old and drooling. I want to be standing upright. I want to be making love to my significant other. (laughs) Okay. So picture Dr. Nick at 115 years old, still having sex. Yeah. Upright against a door or something. And (laughs) this is. I don't know why he decided to make this point. And he said, this may be my sixth or seventh significant others because the other passed away. Oh,
0: they're, they're all going to die, but not him. He'll he just keeps going. will just keep
1: finding younger ladies, I guess. And just wait. You're going to see when you hear about me doing that at 115. So he's 67 now.
0: Oh, I'm going to actually see him fucking people?
1: Yeah. Or you're going to okay. hear about him fucking people because okay. he'll write a book about it. Oh, sure. So in 47 years, all right, we may still be around.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: all right. So Yeah, we'll see. we could be. But we'll see if anywhere along the way, Dr. Nick happens to live to this extreme age that he's talking about.
0: Right. My
1: money's on him living about as long as most people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Most people are like most people. And
1: I got to say, he does look fit. Obviously, he works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He'll be talking more about looks that. healthy. Yeah, he looks like a healthy guy.
0: I mean, it's so rare that you can pick out an exact thing someone's doing and be like, well, that's risky, but not getting vaccinated for COVID,
1: Mm, mm -hmm. that's a big one. But he makes it very clear here. He's making a prediction. He will live to 115 and he'll still be shagging. All right. So uh, let's put Uh, that one- Do I have to
0: put it in the calendar?
1: We're putting him on the, yeah, maybe not for 115, but he should be on our death watch list. Okay. I wish you a long and healthy life, Dr. Nick.
0: (laughs) He was born in 1955. Oh, well, so that should be easy. 115 plus 1955 is the year 2070.
1: 2070, he'll still be around. Yeah. And not only just having sex, but sometimes several times a day.
0: Damn.
1: That got a little sly grin from him. All right, so now it's time to talk.
0: I'm putting it in our calendar. Okay. Okay.
1: (laughs) In 2070?
0: Yeah. All right. I mean, we will have no idea what's going on, but we'll get this little notification.
1: Dr. Nick having sex? Find him? (laughs) Carrie? Do you remember?
0: (laughs) What the fuck is this? It's 2070,
1: and I still get Google Calendar reminders. (laughs) Can you tell me (laughs) who's Dr. Nick? I think that was one of yours, Ross.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to say 2070, today, but in 2070. Okay, cool. So March 7th, 2070, all day. Okay, uh, Dr. Nick Delgado born 1955 continues to live and fuck per 2022 conscious life expo talk dead yet question mark
1: <laughs> okay okay it's in there excellent That's thank what you he said. <laughs> so now he transitions into well let's talk about sex now since we're on that topic I wrote Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy for Valentine's Day. And it's, Carrie, it's arguably the most important book on love and intimacy.
0: Wait, he wrote it for Valentine's Day this year?
1: Who knows, but apparently it was released on a Valentine's Day. Oh,
0: got it. Okay.
1: So take this statistic into mind. Okay. We have about a 75% divorce rate in our country, right? True? True? No,
0: I don't think that's right.
1: So this is the one time I spoke up and I said, it sounds high. (laughs) Yeah. So he didn't... Let's have a dialogue here. Yeah, he didn't ignore me like the Falun Gong guy. He said, okay, well, like 50%, and then it raises after the second marriage and the third marriage. So I looked this up. Oh my goodness. This has come up before, and I'll have to address it again at some point, but... Divorce rate is very difficult to calculate. Sure. Because marriages start at different times, they end at different times. Mm-hmm. They're often somewhere in their journey. So you have to look at like cohorts and like people who married at the same time longitudinally. And it's hard to get any current barometer on how many people have divorced. And I know oftentimes it's kind of measured not just as a percentage, but more of a divorce per number of people in the population sort of thing. Okay. And not everybody gets married. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of ways to play with the numbers. So, I could find numbers that sort of supported that once you get to your third marriage, the divorce rate is 75%.
0: Okay. But yeah. that's
1: not the way he was saying it. So, Yeah. I maintain, sounds high.
0: Also, that person, and God bless them, feels okay with divorce. The person who's divorced three times. Mm-hmm. They might be living with They've a totally gone through different it set of Yeah. Of interests. I always think of Margaret Mead, the anthropologist. She was asked at one point something along the lines of, Well, what's it like to be such a successful hmm. woman? But also in your personal life, you've had three failed marriages. And she said, No, no, I've had three marriages. None hmm. of them were failures.
1: I feel like that's the kind of thing that would have really lit my brain up in college. I would have been like, What?
0: Right. Yeah. You can
1: look at it that way. Right, right. right. Interesting. Then he's talking about how love making is always really good at first when you first get together. And then it's, you know, once a week, and then it's once a month, and then it's once a year. So he says that there's three most important things in a relationship. Okay. Pro- proximity, proximity, uh, and proximity. Uh,
0: okay, you see what Wouldn't that be
1: funny if it was like two of the same ones and then one other? <laughs> yeah. Proximity, proximity, and chocolate.
0: Refrigerator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then he goes into orgasm and uh, I, we're going to talk about sex for a little bit just in case, you know, you want to avoid that. I guess skip forward four minutes.
0: You prude, you freaking prude.
1: And here's how he was painting. He was saying like, it used to be considered mature lovemaking for you to get the woman really excited. Uh Uh-huh. Then you immediately enter her. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But he said, that's no good, guys, because then she's immediately desensitized. Bad plan. Okay. And uh, and then he warns us. He gives his own little sex warning like, hey, by the way, if this is going to be TMI, the following is X-rated, you can just step out now if this is a problem (laughs) for you. One
0: person just stands up and leaves.
1: (laughs) That'd be great. That person was me. Uh, He said, guys, okay, so let's say she's got a firm grip going and you're getting close. And then she stops and starts kissing you. Are you going to hit the O? And this time we know what letter he's talking
0: about. (laughs) Right. Okay.
1: And uh, no, of course not. This is so generalized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, but this is his thing, and and all of this is going to be very heteronormative. Sure, I'm sure if we were to ask him about more nuanced views of gender and sexuality, he would uh, a- want none of it.
0: Uh, oh, okay, yeah.
1: That's my sense.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Maybe I'll get the chance to talk to him about it. So he says, "Do you remember that movie, Sally Met Harry?" <laughs> She faked. Oh, you could tell he just, he was replaying the scene in his mind and he loved it. He's like, oh, she faked so well. (laughs) (laughs) And so many women fake. So he talks about some of the numbers there. But
0: not with me. (laughs) Not with me, they don't.
1: To his credit, he, he didn't quite say that, though. Okay. I think he maybe insinuates that later. So he talked about being on a panel with Nick Gray. Though mm. that's the author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus.
0: Oh, John Gray. John Gray.
1: And apparently that guy will blurb anybody who's talking about relationships in any way, shape, or form.
0: I immediately think of Rhythmia. I think he either went and spoke at Rhythmia or maybe blurbed Jerry's book. I feel or like he shows
1: up so much in our investigations. Yeah. But anyways, he also blurred. That's not
0: even true, by the way. Did you know men are not from Mars and women are not from Venus?
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah.
0: I just learned this. Where else could they come from? Or, they are all from earth the organisms that we refer to as men and women uh-huh yeah are all from earth this planet yes i know yeah huh. and, and yet the censors at the book lords <laughs> didn't stop him
1: jason delgado and yet
0: jason delgado stops nick delgado and by the way jason delgado i looked sure it's his son. Okay.
1: Oh, there's a story there. I want to hear it. No kidding. Anyways, they were on a panel together and he pointed out like the women's reactions in the audience like, guys, your women are all laughing at this. This is a problem. (laughs) No. They're also faking. And then he said how, you know, orgasm in some religions, it's like being in the presence of God when you're about to have an orgasm or when you're tasting food, very present. It is like uh, being in the presence of God. I guess that was the point there. But then he gives us some other dismal poll results. Apparently, 85% of women said they never achieved orgasm. Whoa. Or a lot of women would say, I guess, with a partner. Uh, I, or they would say that he leaves yeah. and then I pull out the vibrator to get there.
0: Okay, but still 85. Se- that seems high. Sounds high.
1: This is kind of the thing like where 85% of drivers say they're above average. Oh, kind uh-huh, of uh-huh. So apparently 95% of men think that they're great lovers.
0: Oh, good. So. Good for them, if true. Yeah. I doubt. So. That seems high also. Even yeah. of men saying that, that seems high.
1: Right. But yeah. if
0: they do, good for them.
1: Good for them. This is all kind of stream of consciousness, but I think that's how he was saying it. So anyway, the point here is that not all women have an easy time reaching orgasm while having sex with their partners. Sure. So he says that there's only one way to identify if a woman has had an orgasm. And it's like a physical indication but it's not hooking them up to EGS. Well, that would work, but you can't really do that. That's not practical.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it a blood test? Because this talk's supposed to be about blood. It's
1: not if she tells you. It's not if she has flushed skin. I should hope you're not like testing the woman's <laughs> blood. Like, hold on, I'm just going to draw a little sample <laughs> of your make blood. I'm sure you
0: did not real, just make a loud noise. Real
1: quick. I'm going to walk away for a bit and fire up the centrifuge. I hope that's not the answer. Anyway, so he's telling us it's not if she has flushed skin or erect nipples none of that works i always ask audiences no one ever gets it right
0: you didn't ask us though
1: no but he's asked other audiences and they didn't know and nobody volunteered it i certainly Mm -hmm. didn't so the bottom line is if you have a woman as a partner you have no idea if she's ever orgasmed okay Okay, yeah, so what what's the secret?
0: Yeah, what is it?
1: So he won't tell us, it's in his book.
0: Oh, for God's sake.
1: Which I bought.
0: Yoke! <laughs> and to the rescue.
1: Well, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy. He told us it would have the answer to this and another question coming up. Okay. And I have started it. I'm not all the way through it. Okay. And I've tried many different keyword searches <laughs> using all the <laughs> phrases he was using here. And many that I feel that would be relevant and it felt like dirty google searching right totally
0: the fbi's on your case though
1: i've tried many different keyword searches but i'm gonna read this i'm I'm very curious what he considers to be
0: damn how do you know the
1: one way to tell if a woman has had an orgasm
0: Uh, i'm gonna see if someone else has ratted on him oh my god he's just giving 40 minute talks on the internet forget it (laughs)
1: I guess kudos to him for sympathizing with the woman Because he's saying, you know, the man, he orgasms every single time And the woman, you know, we need to look out for her And he says women are often reluctant to share with a man what he should do And you know what? She shouldn't have to, that's not her job It should be mine, Dr. Nick Delgado (laughs) Because I have a mind-blowing method So here he gets to his other secret There's a third way of achieving orgasm So, you know, what are you people used to? Okay, we talk about the clitoris, clitoral Uh stimulation. We talk about the G-spot. Sure. which is an extension of the clitoris. Okay. The but he says side. There's a third way, but he's not going to tell us because oh, it's in his my book.
0: God, how irritating. We need to know. I
1: got this book for $2.99 and I'm going to read it.
0: Oh, And then we'll tell you. Don't worry. We'll yeah, tell I will
1: follow up when I learn these mind-blowing secrets. And if they're not in there, I'm going to write him a very intense email.
0: I bet he gets intense emails. <laughs> I hope it just turns out it's the butt.
1: Me too. I mentioned this to Cara and she said, I know. It's buying her lots of things.
0: And <laughs> did you run out and buy her a bunch of shit?
1: Yeah, she loved it.
0: It's <laughs> Just random stuff. <laughs> I made so many purchases for you. I was a staples.
1: <laughs> but he really teases us on this, like, oh, the third method. You have no clue. I think someone in the audience may have said, uh, was it the brain? The biggest sexual organ is the brain, you know, many people say. And he says, well, it does involve the brain, but it's a physical process.
0: That's okay, I think I found case. it. Yeah? I think it's at DelgadoProtocol.com.
1: <gasps> really?
0: Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: He's got a lot of websites. Okay. Okay.
0: DelgadoProtocol.com slash how to be a legend in the bedroom.
1: Yay. All those words okay. have
0: hyphens between them. Okay. Okay. There are three types of orgasms that a woman can experience. The first and most common is the clitoral orgasm, Then he explains what that is. Okay. is. The second is the... G-spot, he explains that that is an extension of the clitoris, says you can identify the G-spot by having your lady lie on her back, inserting your fingers a little to the right of 12 noon and feeling around for a spongy area. The third type of the orgasm is the cervical orgasm. Oh. This newly discovered full body orgasm is considered the queen of all orgasms. Whoa. It happens from deep penetration and stimulation of the A-spot anterior fornix. Like the G-spot, the A-spot is located on the front wall of the vagina, which is the belly button side. Okay. But it's a few inches deep about five inches in right in front of the cervix Hmm. to achieve a cervical orgasm your woman needs to be fully relaxed and the penis should be deep and aimed towards the front wall of the vagina not all women enjoy this type of stimulation however and for some it can be painful so make sure to monitor her body and back off if she signals in any way that it's too deep for her okay there you go
1: but i'm feeling very ill-served because i just did a word search in this ebook and the word cervical appears twice and not at all in that context.
0: Oh, for God's sake. Did you try a spot?
1: Let's try that. A hyphen spot.
0: Yes. Or anterior fornix.
1: No, no a spot. Anterior. An anterior girl. Nope. Not in the book. What
0: box. is happening? Oh, I'm so
1: upset. I paid two ninety nine for this. <laughs> <laughs> $2.99, so I Carrie. wonder if he's changed his mind
0: <laughs> Maybe he's changed his mind And now the third type of female orgasm Is something else
1: Ugh, Now I'm never going to know how to tell That she's orgasming
0: Did, And you looked probably up, not in the book either <laughs> You looked up third type Yeah oh, okay. oh Every permutation of every, permutation of every okay. word he used okay.
1: Describing it
0: Goodness and then here it is for free on the internet. Uh-huh. Oh, boy.
1: Two going to take this to my grave.
0: Ooh, there's a video advertising this book. Do you want to see it?
2: Yes, please. I, I remember there was a popular book at the time, What You Always Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Afraid to Ask. Very popular book, sold huge number of copies. But I remember it was absolutely wrong in his premise about what it took to please a woman. Only I knew this because A, I was doing exactly what the book said to do and it was wrong uh, based on my own encounter and experience, but also in all the added research that I did. What is that? What are the three critical factors that a man must know to please a woman every single time and every time that you have an encounter? Whether you're a single guy dating a woman after the third date, the first date, whatever the formula is for you, or you're in a love relationship with your wife and it's been 10 years, 20 years. I've literally counseled couples who have been in a marriage for 20 years and this was all new news to them. What is that? What is that secret? What is that secret sauce? I I could just stop the show right now and go, stay tuned to my course, get my online course, read my book, and you'll get the facts. But I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to tease you. I'm going to give you the exact formula that works probably close to 100% of the time, every time, and every encounter for your, with your significant other. How do I know that formula? <sighs> you read the book, you read the research, you'll understand, and you watch the online course and the interviews, but it It begins with a secure man. Women are attracted to a man who's secure. We call them alpha males oftentimes. But a secure man who is confident in his love-making ability. How does he gain confidence from, like Don Juan or Casanova, from learning uh, what it takes to please a woman? I mean, there's in history some great lovers that we all have heard of the names of, right? But what can you do to be great? And excellent, and caring, and loving, and compassionate, and show that connection.
1: Maybe you can wear a really loud, crinkly jacket. Like I he does. know
0: that jacket's so loud. It's Like you made
1: a rubber or something. It's
0: it's leather, but it's like that you know leather it's that's not broken like, in. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. It's like been recently sprayed. <laughs>
1: just like the man recently sprayed. <laughs> he is a tease.
0: Yeah, he says he's not going to tease us. And then he ends his thing with the same question he started with.
1: But you know who's not a tease, Carrie? Hmm. Hello, fresh.
0: Oh, see, that is how you use a rhetorical question. I didn't have time to think about it <laughs> you didn't need me to. It's just to get me from point A to point B. And I like it.
1: There's nothing teasing about being fresh. No. Because that means it's immediate. It's hmm Ready to go. Healthy. It's healthy.
0: It's not going to poison me with botulism.
1: And it says hello. It's got good manners.
0: <laughs> it's important to say hello if you're my meal.
1: So you are aware, especially, I'm sure, during this long period of time that we have been at home more often than usual, yeah. that you can have boxes of food Mm -hmm. shipped to your home Mm -hmm. with ingredients healthy ingredients Mm -hmm. and recipes Mm -hmm. you follow along and you get a meal out of them not just for you not just for one person Mm -hmm. unless that's what you order but for like a (laughs) whole family if that's what you order
0: oh whoa it's so true i never thought until this moment about how weird it is that i can get like vegetable mail
1: yeah right yeah yeah I think if you told me that as a kid, I would have been like,
0: yeah, why would I even want that? Because you're going to picture like a potato in an envelope.
1: I said, you're dreaming.
0: No, you guys, this is like a box that's packed specially to make sure everything is comfy and cozy in there and everything stays a little chilled and you open it up and it's like, hello, I'm like five different meals for you. They're all going to be good, and here's the recipes for every single one.
1: Yeah, and like there's pictures. This is what you can expect it to look like, and it's on the money. I've cooked the food, and even I, who am not a skilled cook, can Mm. follow instructions. Mm -hmm. It takes Mm -hmm. me longer than what is said, and I don't fault them. I don't be like, oh, you told me it was going to take 30 minutes. Mm. It took me 50. That's just because I'm slow. I'm a measure twice, cut once kind of guy.
0: okay. See, I'll just be like, I don't need to do all those things. And I'm going to overlap these five or six things. Mm-hmm. So I would probably find that it was 20.
1: Kara uh, is just an intuitive cook. And she's mm-hmm. so good. Like, she's just, you know, like, throw things together and it works. And she can definitely do this and do it as fast as it says. But... Whenever one of these boxes shows up, HelloFresh, she says, hey, I'm going to let you make this one because this is your deal like for the podcast. And uh, yeah, I enjoy it. And we get delicious meals. Like It's not just me talking. Everybody else agrees. Like, oh, yeah, that was actually really good.
0: And with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients. This Mm -hmm. is very key. Mm -hmm. They're not just like, here's a whole head of lettuce. You deal with it. They're like, here's roughly what you need. Now, I need a little elbow grease from you, but we're going to give you what you need and not too much more, not too much less. And they give you seasonal recipes. Mm-hmm. They're delivered right to your doorstep.
1: It's true. I've got a flight of stairs. They bring it up the flight of stairs, and it's right in front of the door.
0: There you go. Now don't hold HelloFresh to that. If you live in an apartment building and there's a mail room, they do don't the best they can. Call them and say this wasn't my doorstep. That's just rude.
1: The man on the podcast said that you would get it to my door. <laughs> But you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit.
0: And listen, they offer convenient, contact-free delivery for easy home cooking with the family. You don't have to hug the person bringing your box. Also, no one should make you do that for any of your deliveries <laughs> if they do something very creepy. If about. they
1: have been, I can just imagine someone listening and be like, I've been hugging Fred for three years. <laughs> he
0: said that I couldn't get my bills unless I hugged him.
1: He said um, he would waive the fee no, if I no. hugged him. <laughs> no, don't let Fred get away with that. And you can customize your favorite dishes with the... Hello, custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxe experience, mm. or even adding protein to a veggie meal.
0: And that means there are more choices, more variety, more meals truly tailored to you. That's right, you, the listener, Jacob.
1: So go to hellofresh.com/ono16. And use code ONO16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts.
0: Holy moly, up to? Up to? Ah, that's HelloFresh.com slash ONO16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts.
1: That's amazing. And speaking of things that can be delivered to your door. Yes. What if you want to, I don't know, clean your house? What if you want to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, wash your hair?
0: Mm-hmm. Wipe my butt?
1: What if you want to, I don't know, wipe your butt?
0: Well, I have a solution for you. Okay. Did you notice that when you came to my apartment to record this podcast, there was a box sitting outside my door? There
1: was a literal box at your literal doorstep.
0: Yes. And it was from Grove.
1: It's true. And did you know that only 9% of plastic actually gets recycled, no matter how much we put in our recycling bin? Gross. I bring this up because at Grove Collaborative, they believe that it's time to ditch single-use plastics for good and I agree with their belief.
0: I, too, believe what they believe and say they believe. So Grove is a cool service. It's yeah. basically like you sign up for repeated deliveries for the things that you need every month or so. Mm-hmm. You can get them more often if you want or less often if you want. But I have repeating box of certain things that Drew and I are going to use pretty much every month. So my shampoo, my conditioner, my toilet paper for wiping my little butt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like eco-friendly sprays for multi-use around the house, stuff like that, that you're going to probably run out of this month. And the reason that I like it so much is that they try to cultivate companies and products that have at least some concern for our Earth. Yeah. And... I find that if I don't have that coming to me on a regular schedule, then I just run out of something. And when you run out of something, now you're probably not going to have the time and bandwidth to go and seek out an eco-friendly product
1: now that you need to
0: wipe your butt.
1: household items, right? So you might just go grab the next scrubber brush that you see at the store. But yeah, Grove is a great way to... Get all your items together. That's another good thing is that they encourage Mm -hmm. you to lump all the items together. And they don't send you a bunch of separate boxes. It's all in one box. It's filled very nicely and logically. I really like how they run their business.
0: They carry hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home, your personal care routine. And by 2025... They say they're going to be a hundred percent plastic free. I so believe put it. that in your calendar, listener.
1: Okay. So join over two million households already shopping sustainably at Grove.
0: One of them is mine. So go to Grove.com slash no today to get a free gift set worth up to fifty dollars with your first order.
1: Plus, shipping is fast and free.
0: Get started right now at grove.com slash oh no.
1: Grove.com slash oh no. All right, back to Dr. Nick. So now he's going to talk about hormones. He's got products for that, too. This guy specializes in everything. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not run out of things that he can change about your life. We've really
0: gone far from the topic of blood, though. Well,
1: I feel like blood's always just under the surface.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, touche.
1: Yeah, so he's talking about with sex that he's got these supplements and stuff that people don't know about. For example, peptides. People don't know about peptides.
0: People don't know about peptides. They, they do not.
1: They go way beyond Viagra.
0: Okay, he didn't explain what peptides are, so that you would know.
1: No, just people don't okay, know people about. People don't
0: him. know about him. Okay. I
1: don't feel like he's an educator. I feel like he's a salesman.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
1: <laughs> In a suit at a conference with crystal healers. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, but you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's
1: part of the makeup. Yeah. So I guess he got to start with hormones, looking at hormonal acne. Okay. That's been a big focus of his. And in fact, he has a book called Annihilate Acne Now Naturally.
0: Hmm.
1: And now he's expanded to helping his clients with 38 different hormones that can help them be a great lover and performer and look great and feel great. And if you're using this regimen, it's going to influence your relationships, your career. Some people don't want to take off their clothes. And the reason he looks so good is that he understands what it takes with his Seven pillars of health.
0: Oh, okay. Three ways to have a female orgasm, Mm -hmm. but seven pillars to health. Okay. Correct. Is he going to tell you what they are or is this just another thing he says and then walks away?
1: Thankfully, he will later show a slide very quickly. Okay. And then the young man next to him will ask him to rewind so he can take a picture of the slide. Okay. And I appreciate that, young man. It's funny because. This does come much later, but let's jump to these seven pillars. Let's just get them out there.
0: Okay. Can I guess a couple? Please do. Okay. Number one, eating healthy. Yeah. Is that too broad?
1: A little, but yeah.
0: Superfoods.
1: Oh, interesting. Again, you could make a case for it.
0: Okay. Okay. Cardiovascular exercise.
1: Cardiovascular exercise. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, All of
1: these are like, you know, just overlapping with the way he states it. Right.
0: Okay. Supplements. Yeah, of course. Of course. Water?
1: Uh, Not named.
0: Okay. Not a pillar. Interesting.
1: Well, you know, it's water. It just goes sploosh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Avoiding environmental toxins.
1: Oh, yeah. I'll say that's included in one of these.
0: Okay. And finally, a robust and healthy sex life.
1: Oh, I like it. Yes. Yeah, that's included in one. Okay, so okay, these, cool. these are very strange pillars, and we have kind of a Ten Commandments problem where... On one slide, he says seven pillars, and then there are seven items, and I write them all down.
0: Uh Uh-oh. And then
1: that later list that he quickly goes past, because he's over time, and that the man asked him to go back to, is a different list. Oh, no. So here's the first list I saw that had seven items. Okay. Nutrition, plants. I
0: almost said nutrition. I was like, that's too broad, Karen. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Nutrition. Plant. 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 Okay.
1: Herbs and fitness okay (laughs) why not say plant and herbs and then fitness
0: (laughs) why even say our herbs are already plants all right
1: one pillar is herbs and fitness okay Uh, at least in this list detox you said toxins yeah hormones
0: okay that's interesting sleep oh sleep and
1: mind love (laughs)
0: okay that's got to be the thing i was saying right
1: sure so that's one but then he has the more elaborate like longer list of seven pillars these are one mind connections intimate love
0: okay that's mind love okay
1: number two nutrition sequencing want to lose weight
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay and the
1: Capitalization on these points is just all over the place.
0: Yeah, yeah. It feels very much like reading Kevin Trudeau's book.
1: There we go. Number three, detox, fiber, spa, lymph, increase energy? Question mark. Number four, fitness 12 to 60 minutes per day, firmer body? Question mark. So okay. you said cardio, you know, I'm yeah, sure that's yep. part of it. Oh, for sure. Number five, quality sleep, question mark. Circadian, delta, happy mood, question oh, mark. okay. Number six. Is uh, he
0: asking us at this point? This, Maybe he wants you to stand up and explain to him what are seven pillars are, of health are.
1: Words on a screen. <laughs> yeah, but lots of question marks. Number six, hormones, peptides, herbs, colon, rejuvenation, question mark?
0: Oh, peptides. People don't know about those.
1: People don't know about peptides. Yeah, they don't know about peptides. Number seven, advanced therapeutics, colon, live longer, healthier life, question mark?
0: Advanced therapeutics, (laughs) live longer, healthier life, question mark. (laughs) I I don't
1: know what to do with those pillars, but those are the seven pillars.
0: Man, advanced therapeutics is just really... He might as well have written the word et cetera on there.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Advanced therapy. It
0: could be anything, any action a person could take.
1: I'm guessing it hints at his whole life extension philosophy. He's really into, you know, living a long life.
0: Ray Kurzweil Mm -hmm. adjacent. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I bet he's a big fan.
0: Ray Kurzweil being the transhumanist who wants to- live forever as a machine
1: but is unfortunately aging like everybody else despite all the vitamins he takes mm-hmm. interesting person though <laughs> all right so you got to join his class that's how you get in on the seven pillars of health you go to sevenpillarscoaching.com and you can also go to slash evaluation to take like Ooh, his little evaluation yeah i haven't done it yet oh i want to do it yeah we should do it the the quiz uh <laughs> the th- <laughs> Know, this conversation. Just in Pick, case you we were, were listening in there
0: need... and they're just suddenly like, did that just happen? I wasn't point? going it they happened. <laughs> <laughs> They've been doing this for 11 years. They just suddenly started fucking in the middle of the show. Finally,
1: Dr. Nick got them in the mood. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right. So if you're going to take this coaching, it's going to be $99 a month.
0: Oh, God, that's a lot. Do I get to talk to him?
1: Yeah, I would hope so. Okay. And he says, can't invest $99 a month? Well, then I guess you're not really doing very well. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's like a little bit of that, oh, you can't afford $99 a month? Well, then I guess you got lots of problems. So, you know, if you take this course, it's going to help you get into a point in your Holy life where you can succeed.
0: that's rude. Succeed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. No, I don't feel like he had any qualms saying that. There's a retreat, and we've got a fabulous place in Corona. And ideally, you spend seven days. We teach you four of the seven pillars of health in three days.
0: <laughs> we don't need that time.
1: And I guess, I don't know why even say that.
0: I don't feel like you need that much time for four of those pillars.
1: <laughs> and why specify that you teach four in three days, so then you teach the other three in four days, if it's seven <laughs> days? I'm not sure where you was I'm going with that.
0: I said just one per day. <laughs> It's just right there built into the system. It's going to
1: even it out. You know what you don't even need to tell us? As long as you teach us all the pillars, we'll be there for however but many days we need to.
0: It's seven pillars, and you probably never even thought about this, but there are seven days in a week.
1: <laughs> you could teach us six in the first day, and then one very slowly. <laughs> and he said, super VIPs. So Ooh. I'm guessing people who can afford even more than $99 a month, okay. they stay at my multi-million dollar place in Costa Mesa. And we take you to the next level. And then we've got another place at Newport Dunes that we're setting up. And no other place in the world even offers all seven of these pillars. There's another guy, and I think he even gives the name, and he charges you even more, and you only get three pillars.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Ugh, can you imagine? Uh, his
0: multi-million dollar place. Does he mean his house or a business? Yeah, he
1: made it sound like this is where I live, but you can huh. come there if you're extra special. Okay, so 15 minutes have gone by. It's now time for Dr. Nick to talk about a different topic.
0: Okay, sure.
1: So- Blood?
0: Is it gonna be blood?
1: Guess the most toxic thing that you consume, Carrie.
0: Toxins?
1: Oh, touche. <laughs>
0: yeah, take that, Dr. Nick.
1: Animal proteins.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Here he goes. He's off to the races. He says- Oh, this
0: is plant. One of his pillars was plant? Yeah. So this is plant.
1: Yeah, this okay. is plant. Yeah, I was like, are you saying there's a plant in the audience? <laughs> yeah, him. He eats plants. I can't remember the context for this statement, but I have to include it because it's just so wild. He's saying that we have this society that it's, it's the same people that have encouraged us to take the jabs his, his <laughs> arm, the V, the mask, he, you know, covers his mouth, the social distance, handsome. So well, oh, and the five and the G.
0: Oh. He throws 5G in there. Boy.
1: And they want to kill you. And they're also advocating, I think this was the point, that you should also be eating animals. I see. Okay. I see. Okay. So ding, interesting angle here. Okay. I'm listening, Dr. Nick. And he says, "In you know, for all of these things, you're just supposed to be a good little citizen who bows down and asks to have your head chopped off. Whoa. Yeah. It's like really extreme language wow. there. He says, is that where we've come to? No. No. So you're going to learn... To Become a high performance athlete if you train with me. Oh, and he says, I was 220 pounds, five foot seven. Interesting, on the slide later, it said five foot eight, but whatever. Uh, uh-huh. He says he was overweight, he was sick, he had high blood pressure, he had a stroke at 21 years old.
0: Wow, that is young!
1: And so, he kind of got his come to Jesus moment there, and so he read a particular book, How Not to Die. And another one called McDougal's Medicine. And he's-
0: Ah, Are you familiar okay. with that? Yeah, John McDougal is like a sort of vegan adjacent oh, doctor. okay. Not quite a total vegan diet proponent, but like one of those sort of Mediterranean style, like okay. they eat mostly plants, maybe fish sometimes.
1: Oh, okay. Good deal. Uh, sound like he still very much recommended these books, but of course his books are better. Oh, sure. So Dr. Nix. And he says, now I'm just like, I'm ripped to shreds. Very humble man. Okay.
0: I mean, also. It sounds like
1: a negative thing, right?
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's like a a lion ate you. (laughs) But based on the photo, he looked totally healthy, but I wasn't like, what a jacked dude.
1: Yeah. He kept showing photos of himself from, I remember one being labeled 52 years old. Okay. Uh, And it looks like he's done like some competitive, I don't know, bodybuilding, or he says he holds two world records for like endurance strength. So it looked like for a while he was getting really involved in actual competitive whatever. And so he had some photos of himself where, yeah, he looked, you know, very built, very muscular, lean, like a lean, muscular guy.
0: Oh, see, now I'm putting something together, though. He talked about hormones. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about sort of bodybuilding. Those are two things that often go together. Yes. I hope that's not the kind of hormones he means.
1: And supplementation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'll definitely get hmm. there. Okay. He's going to get there right away, actually. Okay. <laughs> He's not going to tease this time. He says, I don't take diuretics or synthetic steroids. I take things okay. naturally present in the body and try to get them back to that ideal 22-year-old level of those substances. Is he doing that
0: thing where people drink pregnant women's pee?
1: He didn't say that. Okay. That might be an extra secret. He's not even teasing, but- okay. Wow, that's a thing?
0: Yeah, or they like separate out this one hormone that's like in your morning pee when you're pregnant huh. and some people think it's like, you know, the fountain of youth or whatever.
1: Oh, I picture a bunch of pregnant women like signing up for this thing where they get farmed essentially to pee into cups and mail them yeah. to people. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. What a weird world we live in.
0: Yeah, I think it might also be synthesized at this point. I'm not sure.
1: Okay. He says, you know, I I don't want to feel like a sixty-seven year old. And apparently, once he was doing something with Suzanne Summers where she wanted him to go off of his usual regimen for a while, and he said, "Oh, I just deteriorated immediately." Oh, okay, um, you know, I had uh, bad cholesterol, blood pressure went up, Suzanne. Yeah, what was she doing to his body? Oh goodness! So here he gets into like this, really like just macho talk, like just going really fast, talking about like, yeah, I hang out with all these young guys, like like TJ Slaughter from the NFL, and he's like a beast, you know, he's huge, and he comes to me, and I, you know, I say <laughs> I'm going to put you through my full failure every body part workout for 12 minutes. He's like, I can do that, no problem, and and we I put full him...
0: failure, yeah, he's
1: like every part of the body, full failure, like you know, you bring the muscle. <laughs> (laughs) to the point of failure like you just can't do any more you can't do one more thing so he's telling this story about this big football player who comes in he gets halfway through it and he's sweating and breathing harder than he ever has in his life and he's just fighting to live and his heart is racing And uh, If you try this You won't be able to recover For nine days And there was this lady Who said like It wasn't a big deal I was able to do it But she called me later And she said like Oh I can't even move Okay Yes yeah,
0: What <laughs> this, a thing to brag about This
1: real machismo thing about Yeah how he can Break you down
0: I'll make your life Really difficult
1: Said from the very first rep I'm gonna take you To complete muscular failure Yeah this sounds from cool From the
0: first rep Well then how am I gonna do A second one If it it's complete co-
1: failure <laughs> because i guess there's just one percent more for you to fail again <laughs> yeah uh Aww. so apparently that's his whole approach is to really put you through the ringer 12 minutes but okay. he said but within those 12 minutes you're gonna be the most euphoric you've ever been in your life
0: oh my god okay and he
1: said have you ever experienced a runner's high and i don't think anyone in the audience like responded to this but i have never experienced runners I mean, high I i've been running for that. 20 years
0: yeah that's it's wild.
1: And he said, you know, like, and I'm not even a runner, but, like, I'll go out with these guys, and they're running, and, you know, I'm 67, and they're in their 20s and 30s, and I'll be like, hey, what's the big deal, guys? And I'll be running past them, and they'll be all <laughs> winded, like, how do you do this? You're so wonderful. I just- <laughs> It's just so. I wonder
0: how much of this is actually happening.
1: Over the top. I know. Yeah, I really want to see. Is that so? But he says, you know, you just feel like you're floating. You're effortless because you've got epinephrine. You've got oxytocin. You've got dopamine coursing through your body. And I swear... In this workout, every single time is a runner's high.
0: Okay. I got to say. I want to try. I mean, 12 minutes, I can give him, you know? Him saying
1: that made me think, well, maybe I can experience this for the first time or you're wrong.
0: Yeah, 12 minutes. Now, is that online? Have you looked, his 12-minute instructions? No,
1: I think he wants you to do this with him, but at least I haven't encountered it, but Uh. we'll, we'll talk. He's got a lot of stuff out online. He names more specific athletes that he's worked with, you know, that we should be impressed by. He says that these workouts can even reverse sarcopenia, the loss of muscle mass and function in people 60, 70 and above.
0: Oh, okay, That
1: would be a big deal if true.
0: That's not a term I had heard before. Me neither. Sarcopenia?
1: Yeah, I had to look that up. So apparently he started with just elite athletes, but then he realized everybody needs this
0: system. Everybody's elite. And he's just
1: such a caring person. You know, he wants mm, to share this with everybody. That's
0: what I've always said about him.
1: And he said, you know, if you sit down and you have a hard time getting up, you don't have long left to live.
0: Wow, okay.
1: That was his kind of metric, and so...
0: I think it really depends on what's keeping you from standing up.
1: (laughs) Right, but, you know, I guess he's trying to scare people like, oh, Mm -hmm. my body. You know, if that's happening to you, you need to come to him and pay $99 a month. He tells the story about how he learned a lot about hormones starting when, this is sad, the mother of his now 29-year-old, whose name was Shelly, she died... It had something to do with uh, hyperthyroidism.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, really sad. So apparently at the time he was on the radio, he mentioned Christian radio, so he must have had some kind of show then, but he was just unable to function and, you know, this terrible... Moment in his life.
0: Oh, sorry to be sidetracked by this. Is he a Christian then? Is that part of his deal?
1: Not that I got any other indication of. Ah, interesting. Okay. uh, Maybe he was just like the guy on the Christian radio who talks about fitness or something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay, Uh, fair enough.
1: I mean, I could imagine him turning around saying he's a Christian, but yeah, he didn't say anything else that gave me that impression. So, for whatever reason, after he started to learn about hormones, then he wrote the book on acne. And he discovered a natural herbal solution that no one had ever discovered before. <gasps>
0: Whoa! He's
1: cleared thousands of people of their acne. Boy, I really could have tried that when I was in high school. I was a bad acne kid. I
0: had really bad acne, too.
1: Yeah, goodness. Yeah, I and had I- to
0: take Accutane mm. to get it to go away. It's everywhere.
1: Yeah, I tried a lot of different things. And I still get acne. from Like, I've never been fully clear of acne, so... Very interested in this sacred as well, but I haven't bought that book.
0: Oh, it looks like he sells Estroblock. That's his hormonal acne supplement. Okay. Trying to see what's in it.
1: Estroblock. Interesting. Okay.
0: It looks like it has Dindolemethane, DIM.
1: Good old DIM.
0: The correct balance of Indole 3 carbonyl. Oh. Sunflower lecithin powder okay. and phosphatidylcholine, as well as wasabi root powder, chrysin, and deglucuranolactone and vitamin E as alpha tocopherylsucanate.
1: Okay. I've heard of very few of those.
0: Yeah, same. Wasabi, I like that.
1: Wasabi root. So here he goes back to the plant based diet. And he says, yeah, we've got a real epidemic of fatty material building up in plaques on the walls of our arteries sure and, yeah
0: that's a problem
1: and he said he holds up one of his books I came up with a plan for this in 1992
0: how's it going he
1: thinks of everything Carrie mm. long before everybody else does and the dairy industry hit back had all this advertising saying that it's okay to eat chicken and eggs and stuff like that but mm-hmm. no he mm-hmm. says eggs are just awful mm. and bad cholesterol which is interesting because Kimberly Meredith just two days earlier had oh, made yes. the case that eggs are the best The pr- perfect
0: protein. Yeah,
1: the spirits told her, make sure to eat those yolks. And he was saying, oh, the yolks are the worst.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, this brings up a weird thing with Conscious Life Expo, where you just constantly want to say to someone like, well, okay, but did you go to the talk next door? Kimberly, come in here. Because they were saying the opposite Kimberly, thing. Kimberly, How do you feel about that? Who should man, I listen to? This
1: man in the light gray suit, he says eggs are bad for you. Yeah. What do you say about you that? You deal with this now. Blink at him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this guy really does not gel with the talk that I'll tell you about next time. Because this guy, it sounds like, is like, COVID isn't that scary. Stop worrying about it. Hmm. My guy, surprisingly, was like, COVID is extremely scary. Oh, wow. Just in a weird way that only I, a person at Conscious Life Expo, (laughs) could make work.
1: Whoa, I can't wait to hear that. Okay. Okay. So one of the things that Dr. Nick can do if you come to his booth, not just take your blood, but he can also detect how much bad fat, lipids, cholesterol you have in your body by looking at your eye and What he sees the Arcus cornealis.
0: Oh, it's like iridology.
1: Apparently, there's like a layer of lipids in the eye that he can detect or see. Oh,
0: come on.
1: And that's like the giveaway that you're unhealthy. And then another sign of this is erectile dysfunction. He says that that's, you know, related to problems with arterial buildup. and it can be. You can reverse that if you use his method, his diet, he states this very strongly, egg yolks are as deadly as arsenic.
0: Oh, my God. I
1: beg to differ.
0: In the same dosages? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds high. <laughs> and he gives examples of people like Beethoven lost his hearing from uh, his meat-based diet. Einstein died from plaques in his arteries. They blew out. <laughs> and then he mentioned certain cultures that are known for eating lots of meat and he said, but, oh, they have you know horrible other effects in their life. Like if you look at their arteries, massive plaques, terrible. So don't try to use them as an example of healthy, heavy meat eating.
0: Sure. Oh, this is very annoying as two vegetarians. Because, you know, there are good health reasons to not eat meat. And certainly good health reasons to not to eat a lot of meat. But it's always annoying when someone overstates takes, the case. Yeah, takes something you really care about and it's like, and it's a cure-all. And then you have to be like,
1: ugh. Oh. It's a cure-sum.
0: Well, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but he said he'll pay you $500 if you can give him an exception of like a people group that eats lots of meat and doesn't have these arterial problems.
0: No, oh, so he can write you like a lengthy email about why you're wrong?
1: Yeah, or give you five free weeks of training.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh. He
1: recommends that we watch Game Changer on Netflix. Okay. And it's called The Game Changers. And I watched it and it is a documentary. Interestingly produced by there's a very long list of producers it's one of those films but it has james cameron whoa arnold schwarzenegger whoa who actually appears in the film but also as producers jackie chan wow okay and pamela anderson
0: ah okay i've met her
1: and it was a documentary about athletes At high competitive levels who eat plant-based diets.
0: Oh, makes sense. Okay.
1: And it was one of those ones where you had to kind of guard yourself like, okay, well, I agree with the general synthesis of what you're trying to say, but Uh uh, it feels very... I don't know, manipulative, just you know, one of those documentaries where they're like, oh, and when we did this, it decreased this by this percent, and just like little flowy, happy graphics and stuff. Right, right. But it had some big names attached to it, and it was well-produced, so there you go, The Game Changers. Okay. Dr. Nick says you should watch it.
0: Okay, Dr. Nick.
1: In fact, he tells you you need to watch it tonight. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, Dr. Nick, I waited a little while, but I watched it eventually.
0: I probably won't watch it tonight.
1: He also says we should watch on Netflix, I'm Not Your Guru. By Tony Robbins.
0: Oh, of course we should. Of course we should.
1: (laughs) All right. Next, he's going to talk about sleep.
0: I love to sleep.
1: It's one of the most important factors in longevity. And you know, he's got a good point. You need your sleep.
0: You gotta sleep.
1: Actually, that's all he has to say about that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Not going to get into that. Okay, but he lets us know that usually to get one of these blood tests, so Uh he's going to be able to extract your blood and learn all kinds of things from it that. Other people just don't even know how to figure out from blood. And you can normally get that for $250, but at the Conscious Life Expo, only $80.
0: Wow. Well, first of all, that's a huge drop. Yes. Second, no one else knowing how you could even get those things actually makes me suspicious. It sounds like an Elizabeth Holmes (laughs) sort of situation.
1: Yeah, talking about the... Oh, what was her company again?
0: Theranos.
1: Theranos, that's right. They... You send them a tiny prick of blood and they tell you everything about your body. Yeah. Never quite panned out.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, but like it doesn't impress me to hear like, absolutely no other experts can even figure out what the hell I'm doing.
1: They look at 20 things in the blood that no one knows about carrying.
0: <laughs> okay. And they still don't. <laughs> right. Seems suspicious.
1: And then I love his next rhetorical question. And what about this germ theory? What?
0: How far are you into the talk when he drops this nugget? Uh,
1: three quarters of the way.
0: Holy moly. Yeah. That would be the theory that there are germs?
1: I, I don't know if he was just like fully discounting all of it because he knows about viruses. He told us about them. Yeah. The body's ability to combat them and bacteria. He mentioned yeah. pneumonia. And here he mentions C. diff. So I think he's just insinuating with this that they whoever they are, Uh have these really gross and exaggerated ideas of germs. But he says hospitals are the most dangerous places to be. Okay, if you break a bone, I guess you have to go, but you should be avoiding the hospital as much as possible. And he tells us to check out a YouTube clip by George Carlin, one of his routines, called Germs. Okay. And I watched this with Kara, and she said, Ew, who knew George Carlin was so gross? (laughs) <laughs> but essentially George Carlin is saying when I was a kid we used to play in the water and the water had sludge and you know what I never got diseases because we had immunity and we'd play around with each other and we'd go touch things and when food falls on the floor I pick it up and I eat it and guess what when I go to the bathroom I don't wash my hands. Ew. Unless I make actual physical contact with poop and that happens like Two times a week, at most.
0: <laughs> gross. Um, it's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with Kara on this one. You know, you hear versions of this all the time. Sure. Sure.
1: And I mean, I'm sympathetic to some of these arguments. Like sure. when my son was young, I would kind of debate with my mother-in-law, like, let him just walk around barefoot outside, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. You can eat the thing that fell on the floor three seconds ago. It's fine.
0: Right. But there's this Goldilocks zone of like some exposure, yeah. some caution.
1: You can have a caricatured excess on either side, of right. course. yeah. But Dr. Nick tells us that this germs routine is so hilarious, so true. Here he gets into some implied claims. He says, this reminds me of George W. Bush. Is your muscles getting weak and flabby? (laughs) Is your sex life nearly gone? Is your mental cognition not what it used to be? We've worked with stage four Alzheimer's. He didn't say what's happened because then he said, (laughs) we've worked with stage four cancer. And he's quick to say, I can't diagnose, but I have a team of doctors that I work with. And when you come to me, We can measure your cholesterol levels. We can measure belly fat. And then he gets off on a little aside about man boobs. Okay. And he says, you've got all of these big old dudes who, you know, have been using supplements and steroids, and now they've been growing these big man boobs. And he names a couple bodybuilders, one I didn't recognize, and then he mentions Dwayne Johnson. And he says, if you look this up, you'll see that they get gynecomasty to remove their giant man tits. That's how he says it.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: And, and so then he tells the story about you know how superior he is because he said he went to some other country, South America, something like that. But he said, I was with a bunch of these world-class bodybuilders, huge guys, Jack, much taller than me, big man boobs. And he said that the monkeys came up to the group and they knew that Dr. Nick was the true alpha male, and they attacked him instead of the bigger guys.
0: There were monkeys there?
1: There were monkeys, wherever this was.
0: Wherever there were, he was with world-class bodybuilders and monkeys. In a, in a
1: village somewhere, and the monkeys came after him, and he said, and I ran, I'm not an idiot, I'm not going to fight monkeys <laughs> with teeth.
0: And somehow he got from this that they knew he was the alpha. They knew
1: he was the alpha more than these big jacked guys because he had uh-huh. the leaner muscle mass with natural hormones
0: the only man in the world who can get attacked by monkeys run screaming at the top of his lungs and be like somehow this is proof of how strong i am
1: yeah yeah that's about right the monkeys he said recognized my gentleman alpha presence that was his phrasing
0: I wonder if he just like grinned at them or something.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe showed his teeth or they smelled something on him. Who knows? It was his posture. Apparently, I think it's his. I think he has a new podcast coming out called Gentleman Alpha.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe that's okay. The, new,
1: the new brand he's going for. He says it's okay to be an alpha if you do it the right way. And apparently he knows Arnold, says he works with him, sometimes has been on panels with him. He's a cool dude, but I don't agree with his politics, which makes you wonder, oh, what are your politics?
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: Clearly he has great trust in the government. That's for sure. Oh, you're Dr. being sarcastic. He, I'm being sarcastic. Interesting. He, he actually,
0: interesting. he actually has trust issues. <laughs> Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Republican, for those who don't know.
1: Here's another interesting statistic, Carrie. Maybe Mm -hmm. you didn't know this. I bet I didn't. Nick Delgado is the fourth most followed doctor in the world.
0: By monkeys? (laughs) Maybe. (sighs) Maybe. So it might be number one.
1: He says, but I'm not really known in the general public because I don't regularly appear in public. Well, what does it mean that you're the fourth most followed doctor Yeah,
0: followed in what way?
1: Maybe. Okay, hang on.
0: I'm going to look at his Twitter.
1: There we go. Let's look at that. Because he mentioned his friend Bob Goldman, who has 26,000 physicians who follow him.
0: What is around
1: no of like on social media, on social I media? but yeah which one and how do you measure just the physicians is if, there like a physician's twitter
0: if he means social media his yeah twitter okay at delgado tweets has 565 followers that's
1: gotta be number four in the world for doctors <laughs> yeah i would love to know how he figures that he is the fourth most followed doctor in the world seems high
0: <laughs> Seems high.
1: <laughs> and he mentioned that he doesn't appear regularly in public, and he kind of linked that somehow to because we get censored a lot.
0: Oh right, and your he's, goddamn son.
1: And he said, "I have found." a way to get stuff up on the internet that doesn't require all these sensors. Though it's weird. He also, he told <laughs> us- all <called> a website? <laughs> yeah, I think he's thinking of the big platforms. Okay. Even though he mentions later his YouTube channel and tells us all to follow him there. Okay. And YouTube, I would assume, is like the worst offender when it comes to- censorship of people uploading irresponsible stuff. Mm. But he says to fight this, he has a new website now. And I look, they were founded in 2021 called HealthVideos.net. Okay. And he says, and they can't take that down. That's where I can post stuff. And I share it with Alex Jones, if you know who that is.
0: Whoa. Yeah. I do know who that is. Now,
1: I've been to healthvideos.net. I haven't seen yet a lick of Alex Jones, but (laughs) I've seen a lot of Nick Delgado. The first thing I went there and searched for was hair loss or hair. Okay. And I watched uh, all the videos he had there, and there's little interviews he does with people and people he features about hair loss but i was just curious like uh, you, you're obviously losing hair yeah and which is, uh, fine. Y- which is totally fine yeah. but physician heal thyself yeah. right
0: right so i'm so physician hair thyself
1: <laughs> nice yeah wide variety of treatments that were suggested there and if you want to watch his videos on youtube he's at youtube.com slash delgado video
0: and healthvideos.net also has videos from Andrew Wakefield, had, noted discredited doctor who made uh, up the whole idea that uh, the MMR vaccine causes autism, which does not.
1: The worst. Yeah, there's a lot of hucksterism on that site already. Okay, here on YouTube, he has 12.3 thousand subscribers.
0: Okay, I mean, Still not the fourth most
1: followed doctor, though. Nope. So, yeah, I have yet to figure out how he comes by that number. But, yeah, lots of videos here. So, what's he saying? Like... Are they censoring him? I don't know. Oh, he did mention Estroblock. Okay, so he talks about that being one of his supplements that he offers. Talks about Arnold becoming vegan. At this point, he is 10 minutes past his allotted time. It's like 1140 and he was supposed to stop at 1130.
0: Oh, wow. I'm surprised they didn't stop him. These people tend to be pretty on the ball.
1: I think to his credit, that's why he started like going through slides very rapidly. So uh, he had more stuff he could have talked about.
0: So many pillars.
1: He mentioned that there are thyroid problems that are behind loss of hair, loss of sex drive, mental clarity. He had something that involved iodine, but that was a slide that went by very quickly. And this was rich. He was saying that Steve Jobs was eating a plant diet mm-hmm. and was very healthy, but near the end of his life, he ate meat and got radiation treatment. I was thinking, oh. that's not what killed him.
0: Yeah. he was like juicing a bunch of fruits. Yeah. Eating mostly that when he had pancreatic cancer. Right. Which and is finally, very responsive to sugar.
1: After he had done the wrong thing for so long, then he turned around and started following doctor's advice. But it was a little too uh, late. Right, right. And then he ran through some other quick slides about his, his oldest client, Ray Wilson, is 92 and I guess was a pioneer in opening fitness clubs. And this 92-year-old will run circles around all of you because he follows the seven pillars of health. Mm-hmm. Dr. Nick has a slide of his own story showing that he, at age 12, he had daily diarrhea. Oh, God. At 23, he had hypertension and a stroke, which is weird because he said 21 yeah, earlier. he did. Uh-huh. And he mentioned, you know, what inspired him to lose 51 pounds and then become super jacked and muscular. So. If you want to do any of that, he's been teaching the pillars of health since 1978, apparently.
0: I mean, they seem like really obvious pillars. I mean, maybe carrying them out is really difficult and he has some insightful way about how to do it, but like they're so generic.
1: He knows things that nobody else knows, (laughs) Gary. Oh, that's right. So many things about Uh, sex, about eating, about exercising, about blood analysis things that you've never heard of before and things they don't want you to know. Okay. So that was it. He was out of time and people got up and ran out of the room. (laughs) Get me out of here.
0: And then like 40 monkeys come (laughs) in the room and they circle around him and they start attacking him. And they keep screaming like, you're so high, you're so strong, you're so manly. You're a gentleman fine." You have a lot of money and anyone who doesn't is probably not doing so well. It was crazy.
1: What a character. Yeah, he did end on the Dalai Lama quote. And then he stuck around and talked to people a little bit. But I think I wanted to go get samosas at this point. So.
0: Oh, yeah, you got to get a
1: samosa. So I ran off. But I fully intended. I wanted to go to booth number 90 and interact with him and get this blood test. Yeah. But there was so much else going on at the Conscious Life Expo. So I have reached out. and I'm trying to book an appointment not at Corona, but at Costa Mesa. I want to talk to Dr. Nick and maybe slip in some of these questions we've been talking about.
0: Costa Mesa is a city down in Orange County.
1: So we'll see how I do.
0: And for the blood test, do they draw it from your arm or is it like a finger prick? That's
1: a very good question. I would have assumed from the arm, but you know what? The finger prick would probably be... Better for people who aren't actual MDs? I don't know.
0: I wouldn't think. Because you can even do that for yourself. Yeah. So then he could even just hand you the Lancet. How
1: much blood does he need to do his analysis? It's a good question. So I'm hoping to get to the bottom of this, hopefully before this episode comes out. Will you
0: do me a favor and ask him about Elizabeth Holmes.
1: Yeah. Ask okay. Ask him what he
0: thinks of that. Okay.
1: we Will do. Was, I mean, if like, I get to was, talk to him.
0: Was this whole you know medical cabal just trying to quash this new technology?
1: Oh right. Yeah. Does she know the proper way to find the truth in your blood?
0: Does she know all seven pillars? She probably
1: only knows like.
0: And she'd probably take like eight days yeah, to say am.
1: This is a good question. Yeah. If I get to interact with him I have a lot of questions for him and I want to experience a runner's high.
0: Yeah. Even if
1: it's with total muscular Failure. It sounds awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he just has like a really intense hit. H I T. The high intensity interval oh, interval training.
1: training. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: One of those. Maybe, Maybe. Just like a really rough one in mind.
1: Probably just delights in watching people go. Oh, Doctor Nick, you make me do these things I can do. You're right. so great.
0: And then you're like, Yeah, this is like, Oh, this is the sorest I've ever been. And then he's like, I'll take that literally.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will tell everybody in the audience that you said that. <laughs> yep. What an Interesting character, different from so many other presenters at the Conscious Life Expo. You feel like you've walked into a different room, even though it's the exact same room where I saw Cher Jolene.
0: Interesting. So people will have noticed by now that we're just covering this one guy. And it's because we were going to talk about two different speakers, but both of them had a similar vibe Mm -hmm. of kind of surprisingly serious Mm -hmm. though mine might be a little more serious than yours but like just a little different from what you expect at the Conscious Life Expo. As I was
1: going over notes I was thinking oh my goodness he recommends all these things. Oh I've got to watch this documentary. Oh I've got to watch this George Carlin video. Oh I've got to read this book now. Yeah. And so both of us are like these are bigger topics. Yeah. uh, Let's give them each their own episode.
0: Yeah. So I'll be back next week to tell you about my fringe medicine arguer
1: and your new best friend
0: yeah I've been emailing with him that's true okay okay all
1: right well I hope you enjoyed this I hope you all get jacked and shredded <laughs> shredded
0: and- to fucking what'd he say mm- like shredded to bits or something <laughs> oh, Yeah, like that. shredded to
1: pieces yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he just ran with the wrong use of the word yeah. sh- shredded there. Or or I hope you enjoy your time on the couch. Whatever you do. You hey, do you.
0: whatever you want to do, you do you. Okay? <laughs> okay, wise guy.
1: Well that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton.
0: This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa.
1: Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can
0: support this and all our investigations by going to maximumfund.org forward slash join.
1: Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for making this podcast possible.
0: And if your name is Colin, we need you.
1: Yes, the- because there's a Colin show happening. Yes, very the psychic
0: soon. Colin Colin show. It's
1: coming up March 19th, 1 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to have a link for you. Watch for that on social media media you're gonna want to watch this it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be fun there's a celebrity call-in guest Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. whose name
1: is colin Mm -hmm. so start which
0: which famous colin will it be i guess you'll find out there's so many yeah if your name is colin we especially need you if your name's not colin you should still watch
1: everybody should watch Mm -hmm. someone wrote and had a similar name and said should i call in and i said yes
0: so we can mock you
1: or at least at least watch
0: yeah it's gonna
1: be a good show it's gonna be a good time
0: and remember
2: And then I hear something about an Omicron and everyone's all freaking out about this. You know what the humorous thing is? Viruses are designed to mutate instantly. There is no consistent same virus. And guess what? Your body knows that. Do you know how amazing your immune system is? It, with these B cells, identifies this new invader, virus, foreign protein, bacteria, and forms, listen to this, a billion with a B, one billion antibodies to take on the presence of this new intervention. So that means big pharma would have to produce a billion with a B uh, vaccine, didn't say that, Vs, and you'd be injected a billion times. And it wouldn't do anything for you because it would mutate again. Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about.
0: But for 100 episodes, the Go Fact Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves.
2: And introduced them to some of their personal heroes along the way.
0: Oh my gosh. Shut up! Oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh, my stuff. It's so, so exciting to meet
2: you. Join me, J. Keith Van Stratton.
0: And me, Helen Hong, along with special guests DJ Jazzy Jeff and Faith Saley, plus some amazing surprise experts on the 100th episode of Go
2: Fact Yourself. And join us twice a month, every month, for new episodes of Go Fact Yourself here on Maximum Fun. Hi Maximum Fun, it's me, James Arthur M from Minority Corner. Okay, I got some good news and I got some bad news. Bad news, Minority Corner, after seven years and 340
0: episodes, we are wrapping up our show. I know, I know, but hey, good news, good news is, that means we must have solved racism and homophobia and sexism
1: and equality and equity for all, yay! No, no, we didn't. Well, I'd like to think at least that we are better off than when we started seven years ago, so don't. Don't worry, we might be saying goodbye, but our episodes will live on in the podcast airwaves forever. Or until the internet crashes and burn. Whatever comes first. Minority Corner, the final episode's right here on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. MaximumFun.org
2: Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.